and welcome to the Northern Hermit Show. Today with me is longtime guide and tall tale teller, Old Pete. Hello, I'm Old Pete. I came over today to help out uh, Northern with getting some of the craft stuff done and just shoot the breeze. And we made a very interesting discovery in his fridge today. I noted that how every time I come over, if we eat lunch or dinner, there's always a half-open container of beans in the fridge. It just never seems to be an ending supply of them. Well, at the middle, Pete, that beans are kind of a staple food. Can go well with anything. I mean, you can eat them cold. You can eat them warm. Add a little seasoning to kick it up a notch. Bean bake's pretty good. But they go well with almost anything. You can have them with brats, hot dogs, hamburgers, turkey, chicken, you name it. Beans go pretty well with anything. Oh, I would agree with that. Uh, I do keep a can or two out in the ice shack. Keep them a nice little warmer out there too to heat them up. Great on a cold day. That, and whenever I have a can of beans, I always think of that, uh, that song that the old timers taught us. That, well, I would say it's great for play company, uh, you can sing it to yourself, but some of the ladies don't find it real appropriate. Well, it all depends on when you're singing it, Pete. If it's at a table, dinner table with a bunch of friends, or if it's just you and one other person, or by yourself. I mean, I hum it to myself anytime I grab a can off the shelf. And for those who don't know it, I'm pretty sure Pete will be willing to give you a loving rendition of the Bean song. Alrighty, I can do it. Let's see, here it goes. Beans, beans, the musical. Um. I always interchange that word, that third word there. Alright, it's not fruit, it's food. I remember that. I always screwed up. Beans, beans, the musical food. The more you eat, the more you toot. The more you toot, the more you eat. Beans, beans, the musical food. And that was Old Pete's rendition of Beans, the musical food. Well, Pete, you got any big plans for uh, the ice fishing season this year? Well, uh, I was thinking of setting it up on a uh, banana lake there to the shack and uh, not really moving it till the spring and seeing how that goes and joining old Tom out there on Musco if there's nothing biting. Also, for the card tournaments coming up, I think they got the schedule out already. They got the Hearts tournament in December and... Uh, Euchre's in January and February, you got the, I think it's spades they got going. And then, uh, March is kind of iffy, you never know if the uh, weather, I think that's maybe when they do the five card poker tournament. That might end up at Mavis's bar like always. Depending on the weather, hopefully it doesn't thaw out of April. And we can hold a, host a tournament at Pete's Shack out there. 
Well, that is a pretty interesting card schedule coming up. I'm kind of looking to reclaim my title as Hearts Champion for the past two years running, and you're going for the, I guess the Euchre, you and Old Tom hold the record there at, was it 16 years running now in the Euchre Championship? That's right, Hermit. We hold it 16 years running. The past 16 years, we're going for our 17th. None of you youngsters seem to figure it out yet. So that's why we're able to just crush you. Then we got the uh, Eggnog Festival coming up. Uh, I heard last time you were a little confused. It is the uh, 10th through the 12th, if my memory serves. And I'll be making my usual Eggnog special. Ah, yes, the eggnog special. Now, folks, this is a very interesting eggnog. Most of your eggnogs are either your store brand, from what I've heard of, from City Boy Roy, which is so-so. Then you got all the homemade versions, which you either do a rum or a good whiskey or a scotch, depending. Now, Old Pete's recipe here, I've been told, you can use almost as diesel fuel or maybe paint stripper, depending. It's a real potent eggnog, not for the faint of heart. Uh, this was kind of the capper for the 31-day celebration of the eggnog festival. That's right, Hermit. Uh, though I want to call it a paint stripper, it is still pretty strong. It is not for the faint of heart, as he said. It was passed down from my granddaddy to my daddy to me, and it's the final eggnog of the festival season that is likely to lay you low if you've never had it before well, what do you put in that it's not a rum and it's not whiskey it's like almost pure moonshine or wood ethanol or something strong enough well it is a family secret there but i can't say it is a home brew uh, pretty strong it's a good real pick-me-up in the morning if you're used to it it's liable to cure any medical issues or disease problems yeah, by making you forget or blacking out. That is some strong stuff you brew, I will admit. It does wake you up when you're out there fishing. It's a good zap to your body. Pete, I've also been thinking of getting you in here to talk about the uh, fish strikes of 72 and I think also you have some knowledge of the previous ones from I don't remember the dates offhand. I think you would know them better Let me just quick glance here at my notes That's right hermit. I was a young I wasn't really a youngster. I was in middle age back in a Fish strike of 77 there you said 72 it was 77 which was the worst strike since the strike back in my daddy's time of uh, 32, which topped the uh, 1903 strike when he was a youngster, which my great-granddaddy negotiated. It was a very interesting time then, the whole fishing season, uh, at least for the summer, there was no fishing on any of the lakes in 70, in 03 was a whole year. Uh, 32 was for a couple months, and uh, 
77 we didn't have a summer fishing season at all we just had the ice fishing at that point well I think you probably being the collector of miscellaneous stuff probably have some of the uh, daily fish newspaper clippings from back then back when it was an actual newspaper not the uh, single page leaflet that comes out today I mean when your newspaper goes from a couple of pages to a one sheet piece of paper that's mostly advertising last week's weather report uh, the upcoming events at Mavis's Bar, uh, town meetings, and birth and death notices, that's about it. Maybe some other random tidbits. Oh, and the comics, which is like the other half of the page. But not really the world's greatest paper anymore. It was kind of a, the pride of the town back in this day, the Daily Fish. That's right, Hermit. I do have some clippings. Uh, I do have some clippings. I stumbled over my tongue there. I should be able to bring those in. Mm, coming dates. I gotta figure out where I placed them. Uh, I don't think they're out by the uh, the two holer out there. For those who don't know, a two holer is the uh, two hole version of the outhouse. Uh, for those of you who don't have the indoor plumbing, it is a wonderful, marvelous place to go to the bathroom. Uh, just be sure if you're a smoker that you have the place well ventilated, otherwise you may have a one-way trip to the moon. Ah yes, the good old two-holder. I do think you need to give that thing a paint job though, she's uh, starting to probably look the same as a... Uh, I'm not even going to mention that. It's a little bad. Well, I think that's all time for today's episode. Uh... Would you like to take us out with the fish song, old Pete? Why, sure, hermit. Mm. Pike, walleye, bass, and perch, bass, and perch. Pike, walleye, bass, and perch, bass, and perch. Musky, bluegill, and crappie, too. Pike, walleye, bass, and perch, bass, and perch. That's all, folks, and here's the new sign-off, Bass and Perch.